Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit Tromblings, Podcast 311. Hopefully I can make it through recording the podcast okay, because I'm still super, super sick uh, with allergies and cold and all that craziness. Because I have quite a bit to say about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the newest God of War for PlayStation 4, and a few uh, closing, I finished the game kind of thoughts for Dishonored, Death of the Outsider. That's it for this time. For Sparta! Hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. As I said, the biggest news this time is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I am about 15 hours in. It has really beautiful graphics. Even in the lower settings I have to play at, uh, which is medium at 1600 by 900 resolution, uh, down from my native 1080, it still looks really, really beautiful. The coolest feature they have, which I haven't seen any other game do, is that on the settings page under graphics, it actually shows what you've been getting uh, in terms of minimum, average, and high FPS. So you just play for a few minutes, and then it'll know uh, what kind of frame rate you're getting, and you can adjust accordingly and uh, you know get to where you are, uh, where you want to be. I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game since Assassin's Creed 3, so I don't know if this style of play is brand new for Odyssey or if it was something similar uh, like in Origins or other games that might be in this new sort of open world RPG style. I believe this is the first one that's gone this far at least and I like it quite a bit. It has the best of role-playing leveling sort of design I mean, it's open world in that you can go anywhere you want, but it's also kind of pushing you in certain directions because if you go to an area that's a higher level, they'll just one-shot you, no question about it. But it's also really great in terms of talent and customization of character. And I would say it has the best elements of open world games in terms of in that you're going to various areas and usually you'll take over a keep or have, you know, certain goals to clear the keep as well as you know other locations you know discover this look around at that and so i think it's got really the best of all of those elements put together into one game talent choice really is open and flexible it doesn't limit you in terms of a rigid tree there's a hunter tree which focuses on ranged abilities there is a warrior tree which focuses pretty much on melee combat that is not assassination. And then, of course, there is an assassination tree. Talents will unlock based on your level, not what you've chosen in a tree. Although there are, I think, one or two abilities in each tree that do 
uh, you know, have a prerequisite you have to take this talent to get uh, the next unlock. But as example, my character has talents in all three trees. I think in Hunter, I have a special uh, ranged damage boost that I can do. And in Warrior, uh, pretty much all the reviewers are going to tell you to take Second Wind and Spartan Kick. So I have those because they're not wrong. I also think I have like an armor boost ability from Warrior. And then while I'm primarily playing as Assassin, I have an equal number of points in Assassin as the other trees. They're all pretty much evenly uh, point-based. And I have a, an Assassin move and a special ranged assassination move, as well as sort of a searching talent. But when you unlock a rank, you'll get sort of three choices in each of the trees. And you don't have to, you know, again, unlock any previous talents unless that specific talent requires an unlock. So pretty much at first level, uh, you'll have your choice between nine different abilities, which makes it really crazy and free. Although again, with everybody taking Spartan Kick and Second Wind, I don't see how that's really a choice, because it's really difficult to play without those. Second Wind is your only way to heal in combat, and the bigger combats are just going to get crazy. You would not survive without it unless you're super pro at playing. And Spartan Kick is the only control ability, so if you want any kind of control over you know, where the bad guys are, what they're doing, how far they are from you, that's your only option there as well. One new feature is called Exploration Mode, and locations on the map will be question marks until you've explored them. This is not really a new idea to anybody who's played MMOs. We're all very used to entering a zone and going exploring zone. People like me, uh, you know, like to quote-unquote 100% the zone, you know, explore everywhere, see all the things. So it's not really anything new there. The quest text will change if you're doing Exploration Mode, I haven't done uh, that regular old mode because I like exploration. But many of the quests will say, go to this person's house. Uh, it's over near this area, sort of to the south or you know east of it. And it always is pretty much spot on. It's not too difficult. When you get close, it will say you're close to your target. And you send up Icarus and the bird will find you know the exact location. Supposedly, you do have choice, and there's consequence in your actions. Really, after playing 15 hours, I've only had one quest uh, sort of say, oh, there were some really bad consequences to this choice you made. And I was like, oh no, that's terrible. But pretty much the rest of the time, it seems like your choices are really kind of either forced choice or like it doesn't really matter if you pick A or B. Maybe I've just been going, you know, the path of least resistance, and so there hasn't been a lot of, uh, you know, effects that wash after it. But it seems like, you know, if they're going to say you have choice, it seems like there should be more choice. Although I get, you know, you're playing a game that's going to have expansions and all the people are going to be playing it. So you can't really have a truly flexible, you know, ton of choice. One thing I hear a lot of people saying they kind of don't like and some say they do like, is this new bounty system. This ties actions you do with mercenaries who will come uh, hunt you down, basically, 
There's super elite hard bad guys. So far, I've only seen one come after me. But I'm still, you know, super low level. And I think I've figured out uh, what is triggering it. Usually when you go to an area, it will say, here are your goals for this area. And the most common uh, list will be kill the captain, kill maybe one or two lieutenants, find a couple of battle chests, and then, you know, if there's, you know, special things, find, you know, a special thing, and then get out of there. Now, I could see somebody not playing assassin having a hard time with this because you got to sneak around and you got to go here and you got to go there. And sometimes you got to take out some targets to get there. Going in with somebody who's not stealthy would probably have a much harder time doing that. But now that I've realized if you only do those things, you probably won't pick up a bounty, especially if when you assassinate people or fight people, Nobody else sees you. It seems like when I started playing, I was picking up bounties because I was just killing a ton of random guards. And I would figure, oh, there's like 20 guards in this place, plus these goals, I'll just kill everybody. And I was picking up quite a lot of bounties. Since I started only doing the mission goals and leaving all those other guards alone... Unless, you know, there's absolutely no way I can get past one or somebody spots me or something. I haven't really picked up any bounties. So I think that's the secret uh, to the bounty system is just do no harm, uh, basically, except for those you need to, you know, take out for the goal of that location. As I said, the graphics are pretty much insane. They look really amazing. All of the artwork on the armor... And weapons is all really, really great, even at low levels. The music is really good. The changes are so subtle and so uh, well in tune with what you're doing. I didn't even really notice it at first. <laughs> took me quite a while to notice uh, the various music that was playing. I absolutely love it, and I'm very happy so far. Again, my only real complaint is that a lot of the conversations uh, seem like forced choice doesn't seem like you really have options, as well as there's sort of this ongoing war between Sparta and Athens, and it kind of forces you into certain choices. Like when I started, the more I learned about Sparta, the more they seemed just like, you know, buttholes. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to fight for Athens. But then the first uh, big war battle comes along, and you're forced to play on Sparta's side. And then in a later mission, you're forced to take Athens' side. Now, I have gotten to a point in the game where I've seen two different uh, battlefield engagements come up. It says, hey, there's a battlefield nearby. And for those, uh, I got to pick which side I wanted to do. And maybe that will be the case uh, with the rest of the game. But it just seemed kind of odd that it didn't introduce uh, the different sides and why they're fighting and who's got, you know, what issues. Maybe that'll come up later in the game. I know there's a big section, I think it was mentioned by people in the 20s, that you get sort of on the side of Athens and get into this whole resistance, and there's a lot of lore and explanation there. I would like it to be a lot sooner. Uh, I've played, again, 15 hours, and I am, I think, level 13 so that long, 
uh, is quite a wait. I would think it should be in the first five hours, uh, you know, explaining here's the different sides. And this is why you would want to be on one side or the other. So I would have preferred that uh, be a little more upfront. If you like Assassin's Creed and open world games, this is an absolute must buy. But in general, it's one of the deepest and most well done games uh, of its type that I've ever played. If you haven't played any Assassin's Creed games before, but do like open world and or role playing type games, I would definitely say this is a great time to jump on and try it out. That all being said, I do have uh, some top tips which I'm sure many uh, reviewers and bloggers have also already mentioned. But I thought I would throw out my uh, top tips as well. When you get to a location and you scout it, save your game after you scout it. This way, if you fail uh, doing the thing or it doesn't go how you would like, you can just reload and it will be right there after you've scouted everything. Otherwise, you know, you have to re-scout and... It's not necessarily a huge deal, but it is much easier that way. I haven't nailed down an exact number, but I would say have about 200 drachmi uh, for your level for upgrades on your items because you want to keep those as up-to-date and current with your level as you can. So as an example, if you were uh, level 5, I would say you know 200 times 5, so that's 1,000. Uh, try to target that much monies uh, at any given time, uh, you know, as as much as you can. Early on, this will be kind of difficult because all of your gear uh, will be gray and you won't have a lot of resources. You'll want to scrap everything. But I would say dismantle probably half of the stuff you get and sell half of the stuff. And by about level 8, you should start seeing enough blues so you just dismantle the blues and then sell all of the whites because it has that standard MMO uh, convention of the white, green, blue, purple, yellow. I don't know if there's anything past yellow. I don't think so. It's got that standard MMO uh, progression. Trust the numbers, but don't trust the numbers. This is really a weird one because my character, I think, currently has like 600 hunter attack power like 300 warrior attack power, and then like 6,000 assassin power. And I'm not doing anything crazy. If I switch equipment, it will still be pretty similar. The numbers will only change a little bit. So assassin damage, for some reason, is crazy high. I, I don't know what is going on there. So I would say when you're looking at a talent and it says you gain, you know, whatever it is, 20%, 30%, you know, don't focus so much on the percent. Focus on what it says it does. And if you think you might enjoy that and, you know, you try it out and you like it, great. You know, don't go by the number that says it gives you X percent. Because that does not entirely seem accurate. Especially, you know, in the display, maybe it's a bug. I don't know. But my assassin power being, you know, a hundred times... <laughs> crater doesn't seem accurate when looking at items i would say favor perks over raw numbers if something has you know maybe 10 percent better dps you know check those perks it might not be as good of perks or might not be perks you like 
Like as example, you know, each item will have hunter or warrior or assassin uh, boosts to damage. Maybe you don't want to build a certain way. Like with my character, I've got uh, one piece of hunter gear and then the rest is assassin gear. So I always look for that, you know, on the stats. And then there's certain perks that come with it. Like one piece of armor I got that I didn't use, even though it was legendary, was it had plus two poison disease. Well, my character doesn't do any poison disease. So that does mean no good to have that perk on there. So check the perks. Uh, the perks, I would say, are the best uh, go-to for if something is better or not. Don't look at just, you know, the armor rating or the DPS weapons. And again, as I mentioned before, uh, when you go to a location, be very mindful of what the location goals are. You don't have to do more than that. And if you do do more than that, uh, I think you risk pushing a bounty. So be very careful of what you do in a location. And that's really it for my ramblings about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Again, I absolutely love it. And if you are into open world games or Assassin's Creed games, uh, or both, uh, I think you will also enjoy it quite a bit. try to avoid doing exclusive things because I don't know how many uh, people out there listening will have a PlayStation 4 in this case. But I think a God of War is worth mentioning, especially since I got uh, my copy to play uh, from the library. Uh, you know, you might want to do that as well. Uh, the <laughs> Let me check it out for three weeks. I don't know how long I had it for, but it was plenty of time to get it and play through uh, for the free. This is a very different God of War. It is still action-based, but it's no longer the frantic button-mashing arcade style of sort of high action. This one is much more of a sort of RPG, got sort of a MMO over-the-shoulder style viewpoint, and yet it still retains a super epic feel, possibly even more epic, uh, because it is a little bit slower-paced, and they are doing a little bit more with the animations. Whereas before it was all kind of just about the numbers and how many guys were flying around the screen. Also what was previously a sparse number of conversations and cutscenes in the action based game. In the new RPG style game these are pretty much constant. You have a secondary character with you who is your son. And pretty much whenever you're not in combat you're talking to each other talking about the lore, describing the issues, what you're, what you're doing, where you're going. So there is quite a lot more uh, lore and conversation in the new God of War. Basically, the game revolves around Kratos and, as I mentioned, his son, taking the ashes of uh, the dead wife slash mom to the highest mountain uh, to scatter them. And that takes up the bulk of the campaign of the game. Pretty much uh, when you accomplish that, the core, I don't want to say uh, quest-driven portion of the game is over, but the sort of core 
story-driven part of the campaign is, is over, and you'll be free to do many other things. Again, Kratos' son acts sort of as a guide. He'll sort of walk over to areas you're supposed to be going. He'll talk about what you're going to do. He'll talk about what you need to do. So he's sort of a narrator and guide along the journey. This time, Kratos is in a Norse world, and he's hiding from the gods. He doesn't want them to know uh, where he is or that he is a god. He's, he's kind of tired of it, and he's hiding out, and he just wants to live a normal life. But of course, uh, they won't let him do that. One thing I miss from the old game is your high number of weapon choice. In this one, you play most of the story-based campaign with a single weapon. You have, you have this axe that your wife left you, and well, it's very cool and has some cool abilities. And you do get to pick a couple of specific abilities. It's very different than the previous arcadish God of War where you'd have, you know, three or four, or sometimes I think uh, five was the highest uh, number of weapons he got to choose from. Pretty much you'll only get a second weapon choice, uh, I guess about two-thirds of the way through the story-based campaign. And then that's it, uh, as far as I know, just those two weapons in the entire game. So I kind of missed that. Locations are both extreme and epic. These are really huge zones, really drawn well. There's a lot of character in them, a lot of lore, yet they still kind of push you down you know, a single small path so you don't get too lost. But it is very much uh, like watching a movie. The music is really great, but seems really subtle. It's done really well. The writing in this game might be some of the best writing I've ever heard in any game. And it's even better than a lot of the movies I've seen because uh, the writing is just really dead on for these characters. The character growth and depth of all of the characters is just incredible. The amount of lore is insane. They did such an amazing job on it. I absolutely recommend you play it, uh, even in the lowest difficulty setting, just to experience it. Uh, you know, if you're not that into uh, gaming or God of War, because it is that good of a story. And of course, if you are a God of War fan, this is a must-buy. Again, it won't be the same arcade-style uh, God of War that we're used to, but it will be something new and different, sort of a beginning, I think, of a new journey that is well worth playing through. It took me about 20 to 22 hours to finish the story-based campaign, uh, as I mentioned at the start of the rambling, after that, pretty much everything else unlocks. I think there were two realms I hadn't even been to that unlocked, as well as a bunch of side missions and side quests. And it seems like all of the side quest stuff that a game normally has, you know, open at any time, is all pushed uh, behind the story-based aspect. And I won't say, you know, any spoilers as to why that is, but it does make sense uh, in relation to the story, and I do think they did a good job of that. Because then everybody's played through the core game and gets uh, you know, the most amount of lore and story from it uh, before they start doing that stuff that's just kind of you know, there uh, to, to feel as fluff. But I could easily see myself playing probably another you know, 25 hours if I had access to it uh, doing all of that side stuff. Because there is just so much more to do still. 
One final side note for previous God of War players. One thing that some people liked and some people didn't like, I found it particularly frustrating at times, sort of those quick time events when you're fighting a boss. You'd have to press a button here, button there, while it was doing this sort of epic cutscene. Pretty much those are all gone. There's only one time it does that. That's the very final battle. All the other times, once you start into an epic uh, death cutscene, that's it. You don't have to worry about pushing any buttons. It just happens, and you can sit back and enjoy it. So I think that is a, a really great change. But that's it for the new God of War. Just a quick uh, final bit for Death of the Outsider. There were, if I recall, five missions in total. Again, I think I spent about two hours uh, per mission. You could probably do it a lot faster, uh, you know, once you know the levels and are uh, used to the game. But it is a super good continuation of the series. And if you're into the lore, it answers a lot of questions about the Void and the Outsider and gives you like all of the lore uh, for that as well as popping in a few new questions and you're like wait a minute what was that about is a super fun game though it is uh, you know super short at like 10 hours so i'd recommend if you were considering picking up you know don't spend more than like 15 or 20 bucks on it unless uh, money isn't really an issue for you but it was super good I liked it quite a bit. Uh, if you're into the Dishonored lore, uh, definitely pick it up. And that's it for this podcast. Phew, so much to say. Like the old days, quite big. Pretty good. Uh, I liked talking about all the things. I miss uh, having a lot of stuff to talk about. It's very sad. Speaking of that, things are getting uh, very sad in general for me again. I still sound a little bit off, I'm sure. I've been super sick uh, with allergies and cold and allergies and cold and just bouncing back and forth. Three months now, I'm tired of it. I, I wish it would go away. Really hope it does, because we're going to get into winter, and then it's going to get really tough to recover. So I'm worried about that. I went to see uh, the doctor, and he's just kind of like, Psh, whatever, it's allergies, whatever. And he didn't want to really give me any drugs to help. So that was quite upsetting. I'm almost out of money again, so that's uh, no great. It makes me super worried. I did get quite a boon uh, lately, so 
I took care of my internet uh, for the year, so I don't worry about that for a little more than a year. So that's a great relief, but the next car insurance payment is coming due uh, at the start of the month in just a few weeks, so I'm pretty worried about that because I have absolutely nothing for it. And I only have about uh, a week's more worth of gas uh, in money and whatever I have in my gas tank, which I would guess is maybe half a week. So that's almost out as well. So that's uh, very sad and worrisome too. I've been feeling super sad uh, lately. More bad stuff uh, going on. So I feel you know, very, uh, I guess, sad uh, <laughs> about my life. And more like a failure and that, you know, I'm fat and unattractive and everything is sad and terrible and worried about, uh, you know, death. Uh, probably because I'm sick. <laughs> so I worry about that more. So I've been very uh, super depressed lately. But, you know, I try to hang on to hope. I try to continue to have fun uh, where I can. And hopefully I can hang on uh, until... You know, help comes and I have better days. But that's it for this time. I don't know what I'll talk about uh, next time. But I'll see people probably in three weeks uh, again. And hopefully I'll see everybody then. Key things, bye. I guess I should probably specify I'm playing on PC, though I don't know why uh, console people would be listening to my podcast, since I pretty much always talk about uh, PC stuff. Although I suppose lately I've talked quite a bit about uh, mobile games. Anyways, a sidetrack there. I suppose I'll just delete that. In my case, that is playable. Uh, I think... I'm rating it something like 17 is the lowest, and then uh, average is around 30, and then I think the highest it showed when I checked was like 52, which seems kind of weird. Pretty big range, but as long as I'm near that 30-ish, I'm uh, pretty good to go. It's an action game, so you really want much faster, but I am just happy I can play. It is still action-based, but it's not... Lo but you have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com. 
slash rabbit, R-A-B-B number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License 2018.